of Naked Men Talking, a podcast exploring naturism and the power of getting your clothes off. I'm Gareth Johnson. On today's episode, we're joined by Noah the Introvert. Noah is a sex-positive, non-shy, introverted nudist who photographs himself going about his everyday life to document and share his naturism. Noah, welcome. Uh, Hello. Thanks for having me. Now, let's get into it. I want to sort of start with where it all began, I guess. What was your first experience of naturism? Um, well, so I have one memory as a small child being up early in the morning before everybody else and just roaming around naked for the fun of it. Um, and my mom had caught me hiding behind a chair because I didn't want to be caught naked when she had got up. And she was worried I was doing something weird, like trying to pee down the vent or something. And I definitely wasn't. I was just enjoying being naked. But that was a story that she told all of her friends later. And I couldn't do much about that. Um, so, you know, oh, well. Um, but like <laughs> otherwise, my home life growing up, uh, it wasn't very nude friendly. Um, so I was mostly naked for showers or changing my clothes and that'd be about it. Um, but then later in my teen years, you know, I could sometimes go streaking around the house naked if everyone is away from home. Um, but I was, I was on high alert in case someone came home suddenly and I had to know where my clothes were at all times to get quickly changed back into them. And so when did it go from being something you did by yourself at home? Like, did you, were you aware then that, naturism as a thing existed or how did you sort of start to bridge that gap um so i had known that naturism existed um but it was kind of like a butt of jokes or whatever like people didn't really take it seriously in my circles um but interestingly like how i kind of got into it was as an adult like when i was um like taking nude pictures to share online ah so that online experience was your sort of gateway into more almost yeah yeah, and that might have been like out of some rebellion against my conservative upbringing. Um, but I set out with a goal to just get a picture of me doing basically anything that I could while naked, from mundane everyday activities to uh, you know fully sexual things as well. Um, and like I had shared those on like those kind of hot or not sites that were popular back in the in the early internet, and I was getting so much positive feedback and attention that um, you know quickly became an addiction. But then, you know, from all the time spent naked to photograph myself, I eventually came to realize that I just kind of enjoyed being naked for its own sake and I would want to hang out naked if I could without even wanting to take pictures of it. Yeah, no, that's interesting, isn't it? What do you think it was that sort of spurred you to initially start taking the photos? Were you seeing other guys doing similar stuff online and and that's what drew you to it? Um, No, so I I think it was because curiosity like the technology had caught up to me relatively recently, like digital cameras had come out. Um, Cause before that, like if you wanted a naked picture, you'd have to take like film and then take it into Walgreens uh, or whatever. And would, process. Yeah. It's and like... somebody would be looking at them. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then like right around as I came of age, like digital cameras came out and I was able to, uh, you know, our family had bought one. And so I had to not let them know that I was taking nudes. So I would, I would borrow the camera and then make sure to get the pictures all the way off it and out of the computer. How old were you then when you're taking those photos and then deleting them quickly to make sure no one saw them? Uh, from like 18 to 19 when I had moved out. Um, so like I, you know, I, I call my official like nude start date as being when I was 19 and had got my own apartment where I had the privacy to just go naked all day if I wanted. You were talking a little there about how you started off by posting things online and, you know, getting a lot of feedback on there 
and that, that almost predates you sort of figuring out that, you know, being naked was just a thing you like generally almost. So was there a bit of an exhibitionist thrill with the online stuff? Is sort of exhibitionism and exposure something that sort of shapes your experience of all of that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so there, there were like those those hot or not sites and I would post like regular like G-rated pictures, but I was finding that the more naked that I was in pictures, the more response I got. The more popular I get. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and so it was definitely <laughs> thrilling to like show more and more until I was posting full-on nudes. Um, and then, you know, I, I kind of wanted to just document my naked body, but also, you know, post occasional sexual things. And, you know, those were more popular in certain places than others. Um, yeah, one of, one of my first stops on, on the internet was on a site called Dudes Nude. And on there, you could like you know, upload pictures and have some of them behind a private password and you can kind of control who the audience is. Ah, okay. And so, yeah, I kind of had a process of gradually getting into um, sharing more and more. Yeah, more and more content, more explicit content with more and more people. Yeah, it's a slippery slope, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but what was your relationship like with your body growing up then? Because you talked about, you know, a relatively conservative household and sort of, you know, exploring being naked in sort of incremental ways. But how was that reflected in your sort of body image and, and that kind of thing? Well, so interestingly, um, when I was younger, I would have been way more self-conscious to go out wearing something like a Speedo or go out in just my underwear at a club. Um, but like if I was in an environment where it was okay to be naked and it was explicitly allowed, um, I was totally comfortable um, going naked around other people. Um, and so like I have one story of that where I went, I was invited to a skinny dipping party um, after I had graduated high school. and there were three guys and two girls there. And after we were all done swimming and got out of the pool, we found out that there wasn't enough towels for all of us. And so one of us would just have to not have a towel. And so I was like, fine, I'll just, you know, air dry by the fire. And I- <laughs> That will be me. I will I will have not have a towel. <laughs> yeah, and, and I just like sat there and just let it all hang out and wasn't making any effort to conceal my junk or anything. Cause I'm like, it's a skinny dipping party. Like we were just naked a moment ago. It's, it's okay to be naked. And I was, yeah. I was super comfortable there. Um, but then, like, in my early 20s, I would be at, like, a gay club, and you see all these twinks walking around wearing nothing but underwear. And I was jealous of them. Like, I wanted to go in my underwear like that at the club. Um, but I was self-conscious whether, like, my body wasn't, you know, the right body to, like, go and, and rock that look. Uh, like, I was a twink myself, but maybe I was, you know, I was concerned if I wasn't skinny enough or wasn't muscular enough or whatever. Uh, but that's all in your head, isn't it? But I think that's quite common as well, that people sort of report, oh, I'm much more confident when I'm naked than when I'm clothed kind of thing. Cause it's, it, which is, I just find that really fascinating. I'm not quite sure what drives that, but it, it it's, seems to be a common sort of experience. Yeah, for sure. Um, in my later twenties, I had bought a pair of, of Speedo swim trunks. Um, and I bought, the, I bought them as a prop for taking sexy pictures in, um, but I wouldn't actually wear them out where people would see. Um, but the first time that I finally did that, I would, I was going to a, like a music festival so i was surrounded by a bunch of hippies there and i know that the hippies are all you know loving and supportive of like no matter what you're doing they'll cheer you on and so i knew that i wouldn't get any judgment there going for a swim in my speedo and i was right like i walked by a tent and some random people shouted out being like yeah underwear guy and <laughs> <laughs> um and, and that was a powerful moment because then like after that festival like my speedo is now like my default swimwear and i'll where like anywhere doesn't really matter who's around yeah it kind of shows the power of positive reinforcement doesn't it because like you sort of found online when you started getting positive feedback 
that inspires you to do more and you know wearing speedos someone says hey they look great on you it's like oh maybe i could wear these more often (laughs) yeah for sure tell me a little bit about the documenting side of things because you sort of set yourself a bit of a you know a goal to document yourself photograph yourself naked doing everyday things why was that a concept that appealed to you uh well so the day-to-day concept kind of came a lot later um in the beginning i was kind of more about uh, like uh, quality over quantity and so i would take relatively few pictures but i wanted to get like some good pictures doing like every kind of pose i could like you know flaccid hard sexual non-sexual like um and, you know, in the beginning, I would just share them on small sites like Dudes Nude, and then I would share them on Reddit. Um, and then I started hearing from friends online that my pictures were showing up on Tumblr blogs. Um, and so then I signed up a Tumblr so that I could reblog those back to my page and keep keep a pulse on them. And then, you know, while I was there, I might, might as well share some myself. Um, and then when Tumblr started kicking all the nudists off back in 2018, um, you know, my blog was four years old at that point. And I didn't want to lose all that hard work. Um, and so I had wrote a program to download my whole blog and take it with me. And then I kept on running it myself. That was the launch of your own website. Then your own sort of online blog was the migration of Tumblr and and then building it from there. Yeah. Yeah. So my blog, um, introvertnudist.com, like it's, you can go all the way back to my, you know, posts from 2014. And those were my original Tumblr posts. And, you know, a long time ago, like I would have never would have imagined that one day I'd be running like my own site like that myself. Like Tumblr was really a, yeah. a big moment for me because once I was on there and posting nudes, like the reblog feature meant they were just getting all over the internet and like there's no going back at that point. But so like in my in my late 20s, I had something of like a spiritual awakening because like up until that point, I was always a little bit unsure about the whole nudes thing, if it was just going to be a phase or if I was going to outgrow it and get bored of it at some point. Um, but I like looked back at my life and I was like, you know, this is a huge part of who I am at this point. And so I was like, and, and there's no point in stopping now like you know thousands of my news are already just all over the internet like they're never going to disappear so yeah that's interesting isn't it and i like the way you describe it as a bit of a you know a spiritual awakening was is that sense of this is such an intrinsic part of who i am who would i be if i didn't do this almost and yeah 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 exactly and so then i think like after that moment is when i really started to just like double down on it i was like this is who i am and you know it inspires people and you know started posting regularly like usually like multiple times a week. Whereas if you scroll back on my blog far enough, like my earlier months posting, I'd have like five posts per month or whatever. And now it's like, you know, 15 or 20 posts a month. And so what sort of feedback do you get from the people who are following your sort of exploits on your blog? Is there a sense of, you know, particularly with sort of with Tumblr, you sort of had a sense of a bit of a community around your content. Do you have that sense with your blog as well that you're connecting with people who are who are really into what you're doing? Um, surprisingly, yes, I do. So one of my favorite features um, when I left Tumblr um, was getting anonymous questions from random strangers. And I knew that when I was leaving Tumblr, I wasn't going to have like a user base to come with me. And so when I programmed my blog, I wanted to make it open for anonymous people to comment and leave me questions. Um, and you know, I have no idea how many of my Tumblr followers even know that I left or like followed me when I went to my own blog. Um, but enough did that I was still getting like regular questions coming in and some comments on it. Um, and, you know, some of the feedback that I get is the usual like thirsty comments, like people just complimenting my look or, or saying how hot my video was that I posted. Um, but I also get some feedback where people tell me that I inspired them. Like they, they see me out here doing my thing, being so bold and confident and talking about even my like 
anxieties and insecurities on my blog and people can really relate to a lot of that stuff. Um, people have told me that like, you know, they were inspired to start sharing their nudes online or, or becoming more whole of a person themselves by just, you know, watching what I'm doing online. Um, and that, that's my favorite feedback to get. No, exactly. That's really important, isn't it? But tell me about some of the anonymous questions you get as well. Like, do you get any uh, super, I guess I want the super weird ones or I want the super challenging ones or anything that you get. Oh, I don't know how to answer that one. Um, yeah, so I get a variety of questions too. Like some are just like really horny questions. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're good too. Like there's nothing wrong with super horny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I do like a good horny question coming in. Um <laughs> Yeah, but sometimes I'll get questions about, you know, current world events and some kind of deep topics oh, like right. that. Like, I got one. Oh, what? What's your opinion on X kind of thing? Like, that's not what we're here for, surely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, some people will ask, well, like, what my political beliefs are or, like, yeah. um, uh, you know, there was, like, a story a while ago where, like, a news anchor um, had a spectacle online where he was let go of his job because he was, like, um, he was on like a OnlyFans site and he was saying a bunch of stuff about his employer or whatever. And like someone asked me a question about that on my blog about my opinion on that. Um, and so, you know, I answered, I was like, you know, if, you know, certain jobs, if you're a public face on TV or whatever, like, you know, there are risks to, um, you know, living a non-naked lifestyle in, in some cases. That's the thing. You've got to be aware of what you're getting into, don't you? So yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, you're based in Portland. Is Portland a good place to be naked? Um, the weather could be nicer to be naked. Um, <laughs> dur during the summer, it's it's a great place, at least for like you know at-home naturism. Um, I recently had bought my first house, and one of my actually my my number one top criteria was that it should have a decently private backyard that I can go out there and take naked pictures and not have the neighbors be able to see me too easily. Um, we also have a couple of uh, like nude beaches in the area. Uh, there's one called Rooster Rock and one over on Savi Island. Um, but I haven't actually been out to those yet. Do you do much social naturism then? Or is it because you, your photos, it, it, that's exclusively just you by yourself, isn't it? Do you, but do you do any sort of social naturism activities or connecting with other sort of naturists in your area? Um, not as much as I would like. Um, so yeah, before I had moved to Portland, I was living down in Los Angeles for about 10 years. Um, and there were some nude resorts like over in Palm Springs in the desert. Um, and so that's probably the most like social nudism that I've, that I've done was going there a couple of times. Um, haven't found a new place like that up around Portland yet. Um, but yeah, it's one of my things on my bucket list that I want to explore at some point soon. Well, let's talk about your bucket list. Social naturism's on there. What other sort of nudist or naturist or exhibitionist or exposure sort of uh, aspirations are on that bucket list? Um, yeah, so getting out to nude beaches is is up there. Um, you know, so I'd, I'd moved in late 2018 and I was just getting settled in before uh, the pandemic hit. And then I didn't want to go out because, you know, social distancing and all that. Um, and then... You know, the, the other summers after that just kind of flew by way too fast. Um, but I, I think one of my hesitations is that I'm, I don't generally like beaches. Like, the, the, you know, the sand gets everywhere. Just a normal everyday beach, not your thing. But So yeah. you're saying you've never been to a nude beach of any shape or form then? Right. Yeah, not yet. Oh, right. Um, I like the idea of it. Um, just an excuse to be naked outdoors under the sun with other people. Um, I had a, had a bit of that with like some of the nudist resorts in the California desert. Um, but uh, so one of my... My, one of my recent projects that I've been growing for the last couple of years is a nudist um, social networking website uh, called Nonshy. Um, and so that's over on nonshy.com. And, uh, you know, the reason that I made this this site is, you know, 
being on Tumblr was a big part of, of my nudist journey, and I hated it when they kicked us all off, and I saw a bunch of other sites do the same to us, and I was, you know, I had my blog, but I was still tired of getting my accounts deleted and having to sign up somewhere else and start all over again, and a lot of people don't have their own websites, and so it, it hurts extra badly for them. Um, and so I, I started Nonshy as a, a, a place for, like, my kind of people, like, especially sex-positive nudists, the sort of people that were on Tumblr uh, posting all their nudes. No, that's the thing, because naturism has a bit of a divide between the the non-sexual naturists and the sex-is-okay naturists kind of thing. And you all seem to be firmly in the, the sex-positive side of things, that getting naked frequently involves sexual energy. Um, yeah, and so there's actually an interesting aspect to that on my journey, because, you know, I was posting on Reddit and Tumblr, and then I got onto Twitter, and... It wasn't until Twitter that I came across the other type of naturist. Uh huh. In a not very welcoming way, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah, because I was on there just like posting my my full <laughs> gamut of nudes, and then you know somebody would follow me because they saw some of my recent normal nudes and they think I'm I'm a non-sexual naturist, and then they would be mad because I would post something sexual after <laughs> Bro, a while. Hard penis. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so then you know I, I signed up on some you know, more strict naturist sites like True Nudists. And, you know, I behave myself there. Like, they don't allow any sexual displays. And, you know, I'm totally fine in a in a classy naturist environment. Like, you know, I'm I'm an exhibitionist among willing audiences only. Um, but, you know, consent is sexy. And, you know, I, I only want people that want to see that to, to see it. Yeah. But so that, that is one thing that makes Nonshy a bit different is, you know, I was like, if I wanted, if I was going to make my own nudist website, it needs to allow for my kind of people. Like, I don't want to yeah. feel like I'm walking on eggshells or I'm constrained on my own website. And the way that I actually handle that is, um, you know, the, the explicit content on that is opt-in. So, like, I want it to be where the default experience, if you don't want to see sexual stuff, is that you don't see it. And when people want to upload, um, you know, more sexually explicit content, they tag it as explicit. And then it's opt-in to be able to see all that stuff if you want to see it. And so talk us through Nonshy in a bit more detail then. You know, I guess you could say, is it a bit like a Facebook for sex-positive nudists kind of thing? So is it about connecting with people online in that sense and having a profile and, you know, messaging other people? It's that kind of model? Is that what we're talking about? Um, yeah, it, it's definitely a, a photo-centric um, website. So you do have a profile page you can fill out and write about yourself. Um, you have a photo gallery uh, where you can have up to 100 pictures on your on your page. Um, there is a site-wide gallery where you can kind of browse all the pictures uploaded by everybody. And if somebody doesn't want to be like on the site gallery, they can opt out some you know certain pictures on that. Um, we also have discussion forums, um, and then we have a webcam chat room. Um, and on the, on the chat room, um, it's a custom-built app around the needs for non-shy, and so it, it puts the entire site into one room together. And then you know how are you gonna manage like explicit people versus not explicit and so my solution to that is when you go on webcam there's a little button where you can tag your camera feed as explicit um and so then yeah. so then your camera on the, on the who's online list will be either like a blue icon or a red icon and if it's red and someone clicks on it um they'll get a little warning come up say like hey this this camera is marked as explicit and you might see you know someone jerking off or whatever and you you click if you want to see it um and you know you can have a checkbox so you don't remind me again 
Uh, and so I, I do that once so that way I don't need to click through it every single time. Yeah, because you know, I'm always clicking on to see it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it sounds like you've got the technical expertise to be able to put this vision into practice. That must be hugely liberating to say, oh, I would like to build this. So let's make it happen. Yeah, yeah that's right. And I'm a, I'm a software engineer by trade. And I've even since I was a teenager, I was building like MySpace clones and social networks. And so I've, I've built these kind of things several times, like for fun and for work. Um, but it is great. Like, you know, I was pondering this idea for the site for years and years. Um, I didn't want to make a site because the moderation burden of it. Um, yeah. And, but, you know, after seeing so many sites, you know, kick us new to stuff and like, we don't have a very good like place for us online. Um, I was like, you know what? I have, I have the chops. I can take a stab at this. And I, you know, I've, I've seen what happened to all the other sites. And so I've been kind of paying attention and I designed Nanshai um, in order to kind of keep ahead of the things that typically will hurt other sites. Um, so like on Nanshai, we have a mandatory uh, verification process. And so everybody getting into the site, they have to send me a selfie of them holding a piece of paper with their name written on it. Um, and so that way we make sure that we don't get any like, you know, blank faceless profiles or like, you know, anonymous lurkers or bad actors or things that would, you know, go onto other sites and post heinous stuff and get us all in trouble. I think the verification side of things is like, like it's quite a manual, manual sort of process, but it's from a user point of view. So, so reassuring, I guess, to think, oh, this is real people, you know, talking to real people. So it just immediately puts you in more of a, a community sort of collaborative space as opposed to am I being catfished by someone who may not even exist? Yeah, that's right. Um, and then like, since the chat room is a custom app, I was able to add some neat features to it. So like some people, when they go on camera, you know, they, I, I get them an option where they can require their viewers to also be on camera themselves before they can open your camera. Ah, okay. Okay. And so like some people like, you know, I don't mind who watches my camera. I have my blog, I have all my content out there on the internet. You know, random strangers see me all the time, so I let anybody watch my camera on the chat room. Um, but other people aren't so comfortable in their nudist journey yet, and they want to make sure at least that whoever's going to watch their camera has their own camera on too, so they can watch them back and know that it's a real person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's good. It's almost a bit of a political action building something like this in a way, because you talked about how, you know, not just places like Tumblr, but all sorts of technology platforms are really sort of struggling to host anything vaguely sex associated kind of thing you know anything from nudity to you know anything approaching sex work kind of thing it's all too in the too hard basket for them and so it does exclude us from all sorts of different public spaces so just building the you know if you build it they will come build your own is uh i think it's a really powerful thing to do yeah there are definitely some challenges with running a website like this like for example i'm i'm not monetizing the site at all yet um i know that banks tend to be really um really paranoid about dealing with adult websites um and you know that's why that's why like a lot of sites have had to you know kick all the not safe work accounts off especially once they start going ipo because then you have you know you have public investors and banks and all these you know, yeah, brands and everything. Yeah, conservative people. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and so currently Nanshai is a free site and the way that I'm managing the growth of it for now is I'm, I'm limiting people's um, galleries to 100 pictures and I've already maxed out my gallery and then I looked on, <laughs> in the database to see what, what kind of file size I'm looking at and it's only about 25 megabytes for my 100 pictures. Um, right. and, so, and so I crunched the math and it's, you know, we have 
I think 1,300 certified members now, and and a handful of them have uploaded 100 pictures each. Um, and you know, we're we still have like 75% of the hard drive that I had from the beginning um, is still free. So you need more members, I think, is the answer. Or more photos. <laughs> you could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, at the very least, we you know we can do this for another couple of years before I need to really start to think about how I'm going to try and offset the hosting costs. <laughs> I guess my final question is if someone was feeling a bit inspired by you and wanted to get naked and embrace naturism, what advice or guidance would you give them? Um, yeah, so I have a, like three three main things that I go to when I when people ask me this question. Um, you know, first I say, consider if it's something that you really want to do, you know, and, and, and what you want to show in your pictures. Like decide if you want to show your face or not, um, you know, because you want to plan what's going to happen if like family, friends, coworkers, random people in public recognize you from online um, or like what if you are going to become famous in the future and you know certain certain career paths may be problematic if you're going to be sharing dudes online like if you're going to be a teacher or law enforcement or a member of the clergy or something um, and you know the second thing is to set some realistic expectations like if, if you post nudes online you know somebody will definitely save your picture and post it to some other site you never heard of before um, and if you show your face and someone's definitely going to recognize you at some point like in my yeah, life it's gonna happen you yeah. just have to assume it's gonna happen <laughs> yeah in, in my life everyone has found out about my nudes at one point or another um, fortunately it wasn't all at once or i would have probably wanted to crawl into a hole and die a bit overwhelming <laughs> yeah um you know but each time someone new finds out like it's easier to, to handle because like you know in my case anyway nobody honestly cares about my nudes like they have their own lives to worry about and them knowing that i post nudes online is just some trivia they now know about me um and then the third thing is decide if you want to be a sex positive nudist or not because you know as i mentioned on, on twitter i found that clique of nudists that hold those like strongly anti-sex views um and, you know, if you post, you know, an erection shot or something, you know, they'll judge you or exclude you from their community. Um, and like, you know, there's a whole other world online of sex positive nudists and, you know, we're all great. Um, so that's a side that I would recommend, but I'm, of course, biased. <laughs> <laughs> Join us, we're the best. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I think the upsides of doing this are definitely worth it. You know, I gained a whole lot of self-confidence from this journey. Like early on, I was shy and uncertain and riddled with anxiety. And all the feedback really drew me out of my shell. Um, you know, a lot of people are really anxious about their nudes leaking. But if you're if you're putting them out there yourself, that takes so much pressure off your shoulders. Because like, what's somebody going to do if you're, you know, someone's going to tell my boss I have nudes? I'll be like, I'll tell my boss first. I'll be like, hey. <laughs> I've already showed him. He's yeah. happy with them. Yeah. Um, and, you know, other benefits is, you know, body positivity. Like when I joined um, the online naked communities and saw all kinds of regular bodies out there, any issues that I had with my own kind of melted away. Um, and it's it's simply thrilling. Like I definitely get an exhibitionist kink from sharing my nudes online and seeing what people think of them. <laughs> Oh, that's all really good advice. But that brings us to the end of this episode. You can find me on Twitter at GTV London. Today's guest has been Noah the Introvert. You can find Noah's blog at introvertnudist.com. Stay naked, stay sexy, and we'll see you next time. Bye.